Some great ideas and products have come from public research. Honeycrisp apples, warfarin, quick access to a COVID vaccine. But that could all be in jeopardy for the future. Welcome to Around Farm Progress, a weekly podcast that looks at agriculture issues across the country. I'm Willie Vogt, your host and editorial director for Farm Progress. This week, we look at an issue that may not be on a lot of farmers' personal radar, but perhaps should be, the Buy-Dole Act. The measure, which celebrated its 40th anniversary in 2020, has been instrumental in building an infrastructure that allows publicly funded groups to work with the private sector with known rules about intellectual property ownership. Sounds complicated, but if it goes away, it could set back pharmaceutical, agricultural, and energy research efforts significantly. And there's a group of federal lawmakers who want to weaken the act. Fran O'Leary, editor of Wisconsin Agriculturist, had the issue raised to her recently, and she wrote about it. We wanted to learn more, and trust me, you want to know more, too. Let's check in with Fran. Fran, uh, welcome to Around Farm Progress. Good morning. <laughs> well, it's uh, yes, it's morning now, and we're talking about something which may be a little obscure to a lot of people because it's an area that we don't hear much about, although it's popped up on your radar, and that's why we're talking today, and it's it's a, a, a it's a measure called the Buy Dole Act, and it's been around for 40 years. Why did it get your attention? Well, actually, I got an email from some people at University of Wisconsin Madison who were alarmed. They said they were concerned that we might lose the Bayh-Dole Act, and they wanted to um, let readers know what was happening and how, why this would be bad for agriculture and consumers as well. Let's back up a minute and tell everybody what the Bayh-Dole Act is, and, and that might help me understand why I should care. <laughs> okay, the Bayh-Dole Act was passed in, in December of 1980, and uh, what happened is um, Senator Birch Bayh, who is a Democrat from Indiana, and Senator Bob Dole, of course, a Republican from Kansas, um, decided that there wasn't enough um, development happening with research at universities and their products were languishing on the shelves and not being turned into products available to consumers fast enough. So they decided that they would pass this act called the Bayh-Dole Act that would allow for a partnership between public universities and private companies to do a joint effort in researching and developing products. Everything from cranberries and apples to vaccines for people, um, drugs for people, drugs for cattle, um, new hybrids for corn, everything is affected and impacted by this. And it speeds up the process of this research and development, and it allows companies, private companies and public universities to, to um, partner together and do this research. 
So I think one of the things to keep in mind is universities do a lot of what's called basic research it's or pure research. It's research that technically doesn't have a, a potential commercial outcome, perhaps an understanding of the double haploid structure of wheat or how a specific genetic trait would impact the fiber or the density of alfalfa. Very pure research. It sounds like it's got a commercial application, but it, the university doesn't take it all the way to that point, but they do patent what they find out. Before uh, by Dole, that would sit on a shelf somewhere because a, a company couldn't license that patent and incorporate that data and knowledge into their own breeding program. I think that's the way this works, right? And then right. from there, a, a company would then be, be able, because then once they have that basic patent, because that's part of this, right? You patent a process or patent a piece of knowledge. Um, you know, we I guess we can patent, we patented uh, genetically enhanced rats. I think that's where some of this started, that, or some of these conversations started even after Bidol. So now you have that going on. But, but you're saying somebody wants to weaken this bill and that would maybe keep some of this stuff back on the shelf rather than allowing commercial advancement? Yes, there are a group of politicians, 36 politicians, who want lower drug prices for consumers, and they believe um, wrongly that if they can weaken the Bayh-Dole Act, um, they can lower drug prices to consumers. And the people I have talked to um, who are pretty much the people in the know about this bill are believe that is not correct, that the people who set the price for drugs are the drug companies and weakening the Bayh-Dole Act would not only um, affect research for agriculture at universities and, and the patenting of all of these new products that they develop, it would affect all products that are developed through research at universities for everything for consumers um, and anything that's developed and involving federal dollars through university research. Yeah, I think it's even beyond some university research because obviously USDA runs some of their own research and the same thing applies. But you're right. I, th I think this is a scary thought because they would either we would they weaken it by not allowing those patents to be sold to private industry? Is that what they're talking about? Correct. And 70% of patents involve venture capital because companies, uh, universities just can't develop their own products without the dollars from companies. So they would just come up with these new products and they would sit on the shelf until there was somebody who would step forward and put money in. Well, companies are less likely to invest dollars in research if they can't set the price for what the product is going to be. If they spend a lot of money, they want a return on their investment. So in the 40s up to the 80s before this bill passed, we had a boon in university research and development. Uh, blame the atomic age, blame World War II. Universities really kicked up their research efforts during that period of time. Extension was a big area we moved uh, mountains when it came to work with things like atrazine nitrogen fertilizer dicamba critical weed control technologies um, all kinds of things came out of universities um, but we didn't see those come to market right i mean a lot of that stuff right. sat on the shelf about what percentage of those original finds in the time between the 40s and the Bayh-Dole act was passed what what got out what what made it only commercial? about 
only about 5% of what they came up with actually be, was developed between 1940s and 1980 before the Bayh-Dole Act. So we've been there, done that, and seen what happens as far as research and development without the Bayh-Dole Act. And as a country, we don't need or want to go back to that era because we would be at a loss and 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 like the man I talked to who's very involved in this is Joe Allen uh, he said that we better never have another pandemic because we wouldn't have vaccines developed if if it wasn't for the Bayh-Dole Act and they wouldn't have been developed as quickly as they were either. Well and what's it, Joe Allen's title sorry? Joe Allen um, actually has a long history with the Bayh-Dole Act. He was working for Senator Birch Bayh when, in 1980 when the Bayh-Dole Act was passed and he helped get it passed. And today he's a consultant and is head of the Bayh-Dole Coalition. And okay. he goes around the country explaining to people what the Bayh-Dole Act is and why we need it and what it does. And that's his whole job right now. So one of the things about there's a lot of innovation going on all over agriculture. Just pick agriculture as an example. And universities are part of that. With the Bayh-Dole Act, an individual professor can benefit from a patent or an invention they come up with as part of their work. I believe that's one of the benefits of this, that we don't hold it back. Yes, the university benefits and often they share some of that with the with the original inventor. We have an issue that could also be an unintended consequence of weakening the Bayh-Dole Act. If I can't make it at the university level and get benefited from my inventions, why would I stay here? Why wouldn't I go into private industry? And that would take public that would take publicly known patented information off the table and make it very private. And you think that that would have an impact on drug prices? I would think. Oh so. yeah, I think they would rise because this partnership helps drug companies keep drug prices lower and uh but they they are in the driver's seat with setting prices, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that just because we took the option off the table for them to set drug prices, we would automatically have lower prices. A company could say, well, we're just not going to do that. And then the product would cease to exist. Well, yeah, and we also know, for example, in the price of insulin, the actual price of a product is relatively divorced from its development cost. Right. And uh, that's the other part. So if, if that's the only argument that we want to reduce drug prices, I think farmers should be a little concerned about anybody trying to weaken this bill um, and this act. So I guess the answer is, um, even though it's probably as obscure to some people, reaching out to your congressman or your senator and saying, hey, let's leave this thing alone and let it move forward might be a good answer for farmers. I think so. I think you need to talk to your um congressman and explain to them that you want university research to continue the way it has the last 40 years, that you as a farmer have benefited from all of this and you as a consumer have benefited from it as well. And we want to continue that partnership and that relationship going well, that's forward. That's good. That's good. And I think that uh, it's a it's a challenge ahead of us. There's always something that seems to be on the radar of somebody else, and it could have an impact. But with all the great developments that are happening in agriculture now, 
um, and all the work that's going on in molecular biology and biologics and climate smart farming, a lot of that work is being done at the university level. And if a good idea comes up there, the university as well as the inventor should be able to benefit from that. And that's what this act allows. And we should keep that moving. I agree. Well, Fran, I appreciate your conversation on this. Um, I think that uh, this will be something to put on the radar for people um, as we go into the fall. And I think that if farmer has a question about it, they should talk to even talk to their uh, state land grant university, talk to somebody at the head of extension and exactly. get more, get the lowdown on this. If there's something you have a question about. Also, you can reach out to Fran O'Leary um, at Farm Progress. Uh, I think it's Fran.O'Leary, no apostrophe, at farmprogress.com. And I'll That's put her email right. address. I'll put her email address in the write up online, as well as in the write up on the podcast. Fran, great to talk to you. Um, I hope you're getting uh, you know, I usually ask this question at the beginning of the podcast, so I'll ask it now uh, to close out. What's the weather like in your part of Wisconsin? Has it been and, dry or wet? Well, today it's absolutely gorgeous, but we've had extreme weather in Wisconsin where um, just north of us, they've been getting way too much rain, and just literally south of us, they've been getting way too little. So, or fortunately, though, I believe they've been getting timely needed rains, but they're about nine inches short. I'm amazed at how beautiful the crops look and I'm grateful for that. And I hope that the Southern Wisconsin continues to get some more rain and Northern Wisconsin gets a chance to continue to dry out this week. Also, yeah. I wanna congratulate you on a successful Master Agriculturist event last week and remind everybody in Wisconsin that if you've got somebody you really think should be honored as a Master Agriculturist, you can also reach out to Fran. Again, thanks Fran O'Leary for your work at Wisconsin Agriculturist and uh, I'll see you someday in the future. Thank you, have a great day. There's a call to action there. A talk with your representative in Congress, a quick call to your Senator, they can make a difference. This is an issue to keep an eye on and we thank Fran O'Leary for calling it to our attention. Farm Progress is the nation's leading agriculture information source with 17 state and regional brands as well as farm futures, beef, national hog farmer and feedstuffs and the Farm Progress show and Husker Harvest Days. And we're excited because those two shows are back and live. Mark your calendar for August 31st, September 1st and 2nd for the Farm Progress Show, which isn't far away, and September 14th, 15th and 16th for Husker Harvest Days. You can buy advanced tickets for either show at their respective websites, farmprogressshow.com and huskerharvestdays.com. You can save on admission, and if you have that ticket printed and in hand when you go to the show, you'll get through the gates faster. So get your tickets soon. Join us next week as we continue our agriculture journey around the country. I'm Willie Vogt, Editorial Director at Farm Progress. Thanks for listening.